nothing for the record and nothing to condemn Mr. Nelson Welcome to Press Drive by Shrek. I'm your host, Dan, and today we'll be talking about Like a Mac from Hit Run Phase 1. Uh, recorded 2015 at Paisley Park and released on the 7th of September 2015. Uh, on the track, it is Prince, along with Curly Fries, and uh, that is with the Z at the end, of course, uh, which consists of Charlie Curiel and Danielle Curiel. Uh, Danielle Curiel had, of course, directed the, uh, the video for Breakfast Can Wait, uh, which I don't think featured any involvement from Prince, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, also, we have the MPG Horns, which at this point is Keith Anderson, Marcus Anderson, Lingrisette, and Jerry Rayfield. Uh, and then, of course, Joshua Welton is co-producing and providing us with uh, what I believe is called keyboards and drum programming. Uh, and Prince, of course, is on all other instruments. Um, uh, the track is four minutes four, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hey. Uh, yeah. So for like a genre, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like having had Prince as a defined genre in the eighties, we should have Josh Welton as a defined genre. Yeah. For a lot of the stuff on Hit and Run Phase One. Um, he's obviously doing what he has done on a couple of other tracks on this album, where he is using a series of kind of like layered samples. I guess is like what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you have you know the actual MPG horns, uh, kind of providing uh, horns on there. Uh, kind of glad they didn't go with any kind of like keyboard horns or whatever. <laughs> right. um, and so I don't know. It's like a dance track, I guess. I I mean, I don't know. Like the the the, the kind of lyrics in it feel a little bit like um, you know Prince is telling uh, some kind of story, uh, and in between we have Curly Fries, um, you know, giving their asides. Um, you know, Prince is talking about, you know, rolling into town in the early afternoon and they are talking about how, you know, that's why I never let a man pick out my clothes, which is funny because obviously in, in, uh, if I was your girlfriend, Prince actually does say, uh, let me pick out. Yeah. Your that's like a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Goodnight too. Yeah. Prince, Prince is very, very into picking out clothes for, for his ladies. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't, I don't know how uh, this relationship is going to work, but. well i feel i feel like as well the funny thing is like you know uh you look at how prince has you know dressed for you know his entire career and i don't think like another person would be like oh no i don't i don't want that guy picking out my clothes (laughs) right yeah if if, if there's any man who's who probably has good taste in women's clothing i i feel like prince is it i would I would definitely i I would let prince as a woman or as a man i would let prince pick out my clothes (laughs) Yeah, I don't know I mean, if I could you know, pull off, you know, whatever he picked out for me as a man, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd certainly, I'd certainly let him, you know, uh, have some input. I think really the only Prince outfit I could pull off would be that extremely loose T-shirt that he wears in the video for Gangster Glam, like the, <laughs> the one, the one like really loose yellow T-shirt, and that's pretty much I think it. I don't think there's anything else that Prince has worn in his entire career. Uh, that I could that I could pull off. I could probably wear that like that that kind of uh, blue suit that he's on the front of uh, Rave probably better than he did because I, mean, I think I don't know that anyone could actually wear that that with any kind of sense of style because it was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like I, I feel like the influence of, of Josh Welton obviously it's felt in the terms of the production but also like you know the involvement of Curly Fries like I don't think that Prince would you know necessarily thought to have counterpointed something with female vocalists in this manner. 
Um, you know, obviously we had uh, Lizzo and I can't remember the name of the other lady who were on Boy Trouble. Right. Um, you know, so like, I guess, and again, that, that feels like that's something that comes from Josh Welton as well. Like, I, I don't think Prince would have necessarily had you know that that kind of um the the kind of the involvement of you know not that he he didn't work with women but obviously he did but i just feel like the the, the style of this song would not have you know if prince was going to sing with someone he probably would have you know sung with someone who was going to do uh more of a kind of like ballad thing rather mm-hmm. than doing like a kind of a rap or dance track with you know these uh you know female mcs effectively right right you know yeah i we talked about this a little bit i think when we recorded about you know from artificial age that josh welton uh really kind of helped keep prince young in, to a certain extent keep his sensibilities you know sort of youthful and current um i think he did a better job of that with uh with you know than he did with like a mac but uh but you know there's definitely prince is definitely trying here to to kind of to uh, appeal to to sort of a, a a young current audience yeah and also i i feel like the the kind of the contrast like we say of you know prince is known for picking out clothes so having someone say you know that's why i never let man pick out my clothes like it, that feels like a bit of an inside joke, mm-hmm. um, uh, but then also the kind of the you know the the voices where you know Prince in this song he's talking about you know uh, like going to town looking for a pimp dress that'll make you swoon yeah. <laughs> and a, a fancy you know found uh, found a number of fancy brasserie uh, you know and then of course we have this you know looking like a mac up all in here and then the kind of the contrast that we have from Curly Fries is they kind of talk about you know. Uh, what you're looking at me step in looking like who <laughs> like like there's a there's a certain way that they're singing that i don't think prince could ever pull off right <laughs> um and i do i do kind of like some of the little you know i'm like what no you know plus he's looking you gross like it, it is very much like kind of uh, you know th- these young ladies whose singing style and you know the way that they're expressing themselves is completely kind of I don't know at odds with like a fifty-something-year-old prince, right? Who is you know is still kind of I don't know feels like he you know the way to impress people is by buying them stuff or by taking them to fancy places. <laughs> Whereas I don't feel like curly fries are that easily impressed by prince, right? Um, you know, and I think like he even. Um, I don't know. He even talks about stuff like, uh, you know, uh, look at little Willie walking down this way. Only bring a blonde on a good day. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, like, it, it feels like there's a certain, you know, like Prince is talking about, you know, what they're doing and how, you know, the whole block is crushing and the girls are hot. Like, there's a certain kind of um, not not like a, a gross like objectification, but it's just the way that Prince has always expressed himself is in this certain way. And so it's interesting to hear the kind of the contrast with curly fries where they're right. talking about, um, I don't know, like pockets got pockets got the mumps, so you know we're never starving. It's like, I, <laughs> you know, that that lines like that that kind of confuse me as an older man myself. Um, you know, and like Prince then, you know, kind of trying to get in on the same kind of style where he's, you know, again he's constantly mentioning drinks and clubs and, you know, whereas they they seem to be kind of. I don't know, like not. I wouldn't say at odds with what Prince is doing, but um, you know, they don't ever say like a Mac. Whereas Prince is the one who says like a Mac. Right. Yeah, the first and, person to say like a Mac in, in probably a, a solid uh, 
20 to 30 years i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing as well is like even though the, like this song is titled after something that you know feels completely out of date and then when you have prince being the one who's saying it it's telling that curly fries aren't sitting yeah. there singing like a mac um I feel like they know how dated that phrase is. Right. <laughs> yeah, Prince is uh, literally the old man in the club in the in the in the lyrics here. He is he's he's literally that cliche. I think uh, one thing that I will give him credit for is you know when you see the title of a song called "Like a Mac," uh, you assume that it's going to be about Prince that that's who he's talking about, but he's actually saying that the this this woman uh looks like a mac uh you know because he talks about the pimp dress uh picking out a pimp dress for her and then i think later there's a there's a reference um to oh yeah he says uh toward the end she's she's looking like a mac so it's not about him which i think it's kind of an interesting uh you know because the the whole pimp aesthetic is is such a is such a cliche and um it's you know, there's not really a there's not really a place for the kind of uh, idolization of of the pimp archetype in 2016. So it's or, or 2015, I guess. Uh, so it's 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 sort of cool that he's putting a little spin on it. Um, but then he sort of undoes that by with the line uh, trying to trade numbers for the drinks they bought. But what you're supposed to think in a club full of thoughts, which is. Club full of thoughts is a, a, a phrase that I could have easily gone my life and died without hearing <laughs> Prince say like that. That's a, it's uh, that's uh, I, I could have done without that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, like Curly Fries do say she's looking, she's looking, she's looking, but they never say like a Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of, you know, stay one step back from saying that. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is interesting that obviously the Mac that he's talking about is not himself, uh, which is kind of what you would expect. Right. This is definitely, if this had come out in the early 90s, the Mac would have been Prince. Uh, so it's interesting to see, you know, him reverse that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is a song that is called Return of the Mac. And uh, right. it's, by, it's by Mark Morrison, you know, who's a one-hit wonder over here, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, in that case, he is that, that song is referring to the, the person who is singing it, which is, you know, a man. Um, so it's interesting that Prince does turn it around here. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I find, I find obviously, you know, and this is something I guess, you know, will end up being brought up on pretty much every single one of these tracks for, you know, Hit and Run 1, but I feel like the production of Joshua Welton, um, you know, or I, well, let's say co-production, because obviously it's not like Prince was forced to, um, you know, if he wanted, he could have easily thrown these songs out and started again if he didn't like the production. So. Right. So, you know, it's it's not just like Prince is, is you know, blindly accepting the production of Joshua <laughs> Right, Milton. yeah, he wasn't being held at gunpoint. Like, I, I think we have to, yeah. uh, w- regardless of what we think about Josh Welton's work, we have, to, we have to wrestle with the fact that this is exactly what Prince wanted to put out at this time. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of overwhelms this song a little bit. You know, yeah. later, on in this, <laughs> later on in this album, there's a bit more restraint in terms of the production. Uh, but I feel like the first half of this album is very much like, uh, you know, a lot of kind of stuff that's very in your face. It's right. nice that kind of Joshua Welton has brought in Curly Fries. I don't know if they ever actually met Prince or recorded with Prince or if they were just given a gap in the song and then, you know, Joshua Welton kind of brought him in later on, um, you know. But, uh, you know, like, I just like the fact that he is, 
that he is involving, you know, uh, you know, younger artists and, you know, that's something that Prince Prince had done anyway in terms of like, you know, his own stuff. You know, his mm-hmm. bands had always, you know, inevitably consisted of people that were younger than him, um, you know, but at least here it feels like, you know, that their involvement is Prince trying something different. And, you know, if there had been, you know, a phase and you know, uh, like a phase three or a phase four of hit and run, you know, it would have been nice if some of this kind of influence would have kind of come through there. And if we'd have got more kind of interactions with Prince with other artists, because I right. feel like up until the, the kind of the, the, you know, up until we got to the 2010s, Prince's interaction with other artists tended to be, um, like mishandled, I would say, <laughs> you know, like the the kind of like the rap that's on Chocolate Box doesn't feel like it's connected to that song in any way, right? You know, the the stuff on Rave where you know you have uh, Cheryl Crow like buried deep in the mix, so you can barely hear her vocals on the <laughs> right. song, you know, stuff like that where it doesn't feel like Prince knew how to, you know, uh, I guess the phrase would be play well with others, like. Every song had to inevitably kind of turn into, you know, all about Prince. Um, and I feel like there were very, like there were a few, you know, women vocalists uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Sheena Easton, certainly, who seemed to be able to kind of put themselves on an equal foot with Prince. But I, I don't know if that's just because they were successful outside of Prince's influence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of felt like his equal. Whereas here, you know, we have you have basically unknowns being brought on and, uh, you know, Prince kind of gives them a spotlight and uh, I think that's that's kind of maybe the positive of this I think the negative is I you know I don't really enjoy the final product yeah (laughs) and I think most of that is probably down to the influence of Joshua Welton's production I can't imagine Prince being like here's a bunch of drum loops and we're just going to kind of like rap over the top of them and then you know kind of bring in the MPG horns like kind of half-heartedly as well like I, I, they kind of feel a, a little bit like you could get away with not having the MPG horns on here. Right. Um, you right. Know, and it feels a little bit like Prince kind of overwhelms them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the idea of, you know, the, the woman who is the subject of the song is the Mac, I guess is interesting, but I don't feel like the execution of this really lives up to what the idea is. No. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I so I would say um, I don't know. I probably couldn't go higher than a two out of five. Uh, it's probably one of the my like. It's probably one of the tracks on Phase One that I enjoyed the least. Yeah, I I think I'm on the same page. I was slightly surprised um, by. I hated it less this time than I, you know, I just listened to it again before we recorded and, um, and I found myself, you know, not hating it. Uh, but that is not exactly high praise you know, that I, that I didn't, you know, absolutely hate something. I think it's, it's a decent attempt at kind of a modern day, you know, pop dance, a little bit of trap in there kind of a sound, but I, I just think if he, I, I I would have liked to see Prince, if he's going to go for that, to really, to really go for it and work with, work with somebody, um, you know, with a, with a producer who's actually out there making this kind of music. Like we've got, you know, we've, we've got the, uh, the, the backing vocals doing the, Hey, Hey, on the beat, which is like, a you know, the producer DJ mustard. That's like his thing. Why didn't Prince actually call DJ mustard or why didn't he call, you know, Metro Boomin or, uh, any of these other producers that are making these kind of radio rap hits that Prince and Joshua Welton are sort of, 
are sort of emulating here. I would have rather he gone out on a limb a little more and gotten with somebody who was more of an originator or more of a more of a pioneer of that style versus someone like Joshua Welton, who is, um, you know, uh, while he's young and um, and and not untalented like Josh Welton is, you know, he's a he's a talented producer, um, but he is, I think. Uh, sort of as much on the outside of this sound as Prince is, and he's just sort of copying. You know, I, I would have rather Prince work with with the the, the people who are out there, uh, kind of pioneering this type of music. If he insists on doing <laughs> this type of music, um, you know, uh, I I I just think it was kind of um. Not not enough. He didn't do enough with it, really. Uh, and, and so I'd almost rather not not have him uh it's 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 going to be awkward having a having a 50 plus year old prince singing these types of lyrics and talking about being in the club and and you know all of that kind of stuff so if if he's if he's not going to go all the way and really make something that sounds like it would be played on uh you know contemporary hip hop R&B radio then I would rather he just not try. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, uh, it's, it's, it is nice that he wasn't totally complacent and he, and he was willing, he, he was at least willing to extend himself uh, to this point, even though I could have, you know, I, I I think he could have gone further. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like he's you know trying you know trying to imitate in a way that he did with like rap in the early nineties, where right. you know he tried to kind of do rap, and it took him you know probably a decade before he kind of figured out what his style was. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's kind of almost using his rap voice in this song as well, like the <laughs> the way he's delivering the lyrics. And it's like, well, you know, like you say, if you're not going to if you're not going to go whole hog and actually, you know, go in that direction just to kind of go halfway and just imitate it, it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't, it's not really satisfying as far as, you know, like a, a song is, um, you know, and I don't know, like I feel like the first half of this album is a little weak and then things kind of really get good in the second half. And, and you know, and I, it, it, it's almost like it feels like Prince maybe started to restrain what Josh Welton was doing <laughs> later on in the album and kind of, you know, get stuff, direct stuff more towards Prince's version of whatever instead of this, because this doesn't feel like a Prince version of, you know, like a like a trap song or something. It just feels like Prince singing on a trap song. Right. And, you know and and that's not the, that's not quite the same thing like his influence isn't really you know it doesn't feel like he's pushing back enough to kind of assert himself and and so we don't get the princey version of something instead we just get this kind of weird imitation um you know uh the weirdest thing being of course that prince tweeted out about this on the uh, 12th of july 2015 and seemed <laughs> to i don't know same mama wait until you hear curly fries on prince's <laughs> new new remix it's like uh, I don't know. I've heard got to manage expectations, think, Prince. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I feel like I feel like the all caps and the the the, the kind of string of uh, the string of characters, which are meant to make me think that Prince is swearing once more. Uh, I feel like, I feel like it oversold this song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I feel like we said about as much as we can about like a Mac. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Zachary? Sure. So I am also uh, working my way through. 
Prince's catalog on my blog. It's called Dance, Music, Sex, Romance. And um, I am all the way back in uh, 1999, the album, not the year right now. So um, if you if you're feeling sad that Darren's podcast is almost over, you can you can start over practically from the beginning with me and you can find that at uh, princesongs.org. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why you would, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are curly fries, by all means, do email. <laughs> uh, thanks once more for being my guest here, Zachary. Well, thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. It's June.